Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. As a qualified nutritionist, I'm here to strip away the nonsense and get down to the bare essentials of nutrition and wellness. Join us as we debunk myths, chat with top-notch experts, and serve up practical tips that will leave you feeling empowered. Get ready to uncover the naked truth about living your healthiest life. Let's undress. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today, I am joined with Lucy Ridley. Lucy is a mindset and life coach who helps others to see their full potential and she supports them in achieving whatever goals that they have in life, which I think is so cool. And that we were just saying off air as well, how I feel like there are so many people out there who don't actually take that step to be able to reach their full potential because they have the self-limiting beliefs or self-doubt or there's that fear involved. So today we're going to unpack all of that and we're actually going to chat about, you know, how you can achieve the goals that you have in life and how you actually get to reach your full potential in this one shot at life that we get. So welcome, Lucy. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Let's start off with telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, your own journey that you've been on, if you have to get you to this point where you are helping so many other amazing people to achieve their full potential. It's been a few years now. When you sort of asked me that in in the email, I was like, oh gosh, okay, let's go, (laughs) let's go back to the beginning. Um, Yeah, it's been a few years now. I think I started kind of getting into the world of coaching, um, pre-pandemic all those years ago mm. it feels like forever ago now Literally. um because there were just a few things going on in my life that I wasn't sure what was going on there were other people in my life that also kind of needed a bit of help that therapy wasn't working therapy wasn't the one um and I knew there had to be something else out there so I started looking into life coaching and I got my first coach and I loved it. That was my personal journey. Like I knew what I was doing currently wasn't really fulfilling me. I knew that wasn't my forever. Um, So I was a makeup artist for 12 years and I was in the kind of commercial fashion space in London and I loved it, but I just knew it wasn't my forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had no idea what that meant for me because it was just, it would have been such a big change and that's the thing I'd done forever. So I got a coach and she kind of helped me see what I wanted to do. And that was help people. And then I'm coaching. So I started my coaching qualifications and stuff like that. And then lockdown hit. So it was all very well timed, I guess, which I really probably shouldn't say about COVID, but um, it just that made the decision for me like that shut my business for a really long time I did all my qualifications um I did all of my training and yeah I've never looked back since to be honest and I love it um so yeah I mean obviously in between times there were lots of rocky parts and lots Mm -hmm. of questioning um lots of self-doubt all of that kind Of of stuff but yeah coaching is is what I love so much. Yeah. And I mean, the universe works in some amazing ways, doesn't it, with the timing for you? And I think that that's incredible. And of course, like, you know, you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't push through all of that self-doubt and those limiting beliefs that we have and leaving an industry that you have been in for 12 years. You know, it's not an easy thing to do because it's a safety net. It's a comfort zone. And for so many people, they know that they don't necessarily love and enjoy where they're at, but the fear of the unknown or the fear of well, what if the other thing doesn't work out is so much bigger that they're like, I'll just stay here. This is comfortable. I've got yeah. that safety net. Like where if it's career, you're like, well, I have that constant income. If I take that away, what happens yeah. if like the other things don't work out? So what you did is a huge, huge like leap of faith, like putting that trust in yourself to be like, we're gonna make this work, we're gonna leave yeah. that, which is huge. Like that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, it felt felt really scary. Like you say, it was just it was such the unknown. All yeah. I'd ever sort of had was I worked with an agent they gave me jobs like you say it was the security and knew I knew how that worked I knew what was required of me Uh, I'll never forget my first ever sort of practice client on zoom Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god all that self-doubt like 
who is this person? Why are they paying me? Like, yes. why would they come to me? But it was just sort of, as soon as we went into the call, it felt right and it felt so good. And it was oh. kind of like, yeah, no, I've made the right decision. And I think there were definitely parts of me for a while when everything started to open back up that was both. I was definitely both for a while. I was a coach and a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And there is still part of me now, even a few years on, that if a fun makeup job comes in and it's with friends (laughs) and it's like, oh, Lucy, come back in and do a couple of days. I'm like, fine, We we get to be both. I think there's that was a work that I had to do myself. And like, I've had various coaches over, over the years. I think it's really important that even as coaches, we still get support and we get help and mm. we have that kind of reflection time. Um, so I did have a coach that was like, you can be both, you get to be both, um, which was really expansive because I think I was definitely in the mindset of, you have to be in your little box. So you have to yeah. be in your lane. And you can't be both. It's very murky. It's very confusing Mm -hmm. for people. But actually, clients don't care. Like, whenever I post a makeup job on my Instagram, actually, people are really, like, they want to know what's going on and they want to know what I'm doing. And it's like, they get to see that you get to be whatever you want, which I think is is exciting for people. Yeah, 100% and not labeling yourself or putting yourself into that yeah. that one box like you said is so powerful and I couldn't agree more with coaches having coaches like if you want people to I guess like buy into you and and to grow like you also have to be growing and the more that you grow like you get to take your clients with you which is awesome yeah. which is so cool because yeah the more that you are constantly evolving and challenging yourself and I cannot tell you how many times like with my coach did she say things that like it was just that that tough love that you sometimes need or those like really tough questions where you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to think about yeah. this but when you go through that it means that you are then a better coach to your clients and they 100%. get better results as well which is so powerful I know that you touched on imposter syndrome just then as well which obviously happened going into your first call with those self-doubts of oh my god like I have somebody here they actually want to learn from me this is crazy I know on my journey I've definitely had huge moments of imposter syndrome of being like wow am I like is this right for me? Like, are these, like these people honestly like paying me to help them get there, you know, all of that sort of stuff, which I think can be quite daunting, overwhelming, exciting, but also a little bit nerve wracking sometimes. How do you go about navigating that imposter syndrome? I would say the first thing is knowing that it's normal and it's okay because literally everybody will feel it. I say this, even like million dollar CEOs, the first day that they owned their company or they took over or whatever it was when they started that business from a tiny little seed, there will have been doubt in them. They've just grown through it and they've kind of believed in themselves. So know that it's okay. And so much of my coaching is me saying to people, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I want you to repeat to yourself every single day that however you're feeling, It's okay. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to make it mean something that it's not. And so if we can get that part, okay, no judgment. Today I'm feeling a little imposter syndrome I'm feeling a little bit self-doubty. That's okay. We're still going to show up. We're still going to do this thing because we know what we're doing. And then it's just about reminding yourself that actually you do know what you're doing and getting through that part and then reflecting after it. So once you've done it, once you've had that day at work or you've had that first call or whatever it might be, you then come back and go, hey, I did do it and it was fine. And next time, that's what then you can go in with. I've done this before and it worked and it was good and I got good results and those kinds of things. So I think really importantly is that we don't label it. We don't make it mean something that actually it's not. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. And building that hardcore evidence that you can get yeah. through it and then really leaning on that. I think it's a good reminder as well, because I know that when you're in the moment, it's sometimes so much easier to focus on what you're not achieving or what you have in yeah. front of you, that you forget to actually look at everything that you have done in the past as well. Yeah. 
and we've done so much. I do this with clients all the time. We sort of do an evidence-based log uh-huh. and I get them to keep it on their phone or I get them to keep it somewhere that is really ready for them to just kind of open it up and have that boost of, okay, I've got through hard things and it doesn't never necessarily have to be education or certificates or like things like that. It could just be, I got through a really hard day with X, Y, Z, with my emotions, with my mum, like with a breakup. Like I got through that and that felt like rock bottom or that felt like the hardest thing in the world. If I can do that, I can do this. Actually, me doing a client call probably seems way easier than going through like the worst breakup ever. So it is just about finding that evidence and I say all the time to people, okay, what evidence do you have to to believe that? And they're like, oh, actually, nothing. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, then let's look for the evidence that disproves it because there'll be way more of that. Um, you're way, you're so capable of it. So evidence is, it's the thing that our mind needs to put everything into place. Yeah, 100%. And I know, especially in Australia, like tall poppy syndrome is a big thing of like you go your whole life of cutting yourself down to meet the standards of the levels of other people. And like yeah. right through school, like all even through, you know, high school, if you had studied a lot for a test, like when you come out of the test and someone's like, how did you go? And you're like, oh, no, like, I don't know, probably really bad, didn't study at all. But deep down, like, you know that you have just work so hard for the past two weeks and then I feel like that then follows on through like adult life and university and then in your degree and your career and when somebody gives you a compliment you put yourself down or somebody tells you you've done really well at the work you you know you're always I guess suppressing parts of you to make other people feel comfortable but I feel like at the same time there's just doing so much damage to you subconsciously as well and I know for me personally, I felt like that was also playing out with the imposter syndrome because I'd been putting myself down for so many years. Mm-hmm. Like it, then when I stepped into roles, that self-doubt came up and it's like, well, you've been telling all of these people for so many years, you know, that you're not good at this or you can't do that or you don't like that about yourself. And so that's where like my mind would go where the evidence is. Yeah. I guess in that situation, how do you like say is the best way to navigate and to not do the tall poppy syndrome and not chop yourself down to, I guess, meet others' standards? So there's various different ways we can do that, but it's about starting to use language to correct those statements. Yeah. So part of the coaching that I do is neuro-linguistic programming because it's all about language, the way that we speak to ourselves, the way that we think, the way that we speak to others. So by putting ourselves down, it could only be a couple of words, like yeah like my day was okay you might have had the best day ever but you don't want to hype it up you don't want to talk about it like we have a thing in the UK which is definitely like we have a stiff upper lip we don't show our emotions um but that doesn't have to be the case like we're okay to say we've had a great day um and actually that can be really infectious for people if you say oh my god my days today has been so great like we were just talking off air about the energy in Bali And I think that is because everybody is just living their best lives. There's no dulling it down. There's no, Mm -hmm. like, putting that cap on it. It's just like, we get to live and we get to be happy and that's okay. Um, But I think it's changing that language. So really noticing. And have you read The Chimp Paradox? It's like one of my favourite books. Um, It's about how we have this little monkey that lives in our minds Uh and we can control it. So if one day you kind of get to a point where you say, oh, like, well, I'm not good enough for this or this person's going to think I'm a fake or whatever it might be, we can contribute that to the monkey. So we can kind of then say, no, actually, I'm so capable of this. And it's about making that switch, which can be easier said than done in the moment because, like you said, imposter syndrome can really like take its hold but writing it down is one of the best things that you can do because you can see the statement that you've just said so whatever it might be that that negative kind of belief or that statement write it down and then write the complete opposite Mm -hmm. so one thing that is quite good is if you if your best friend came to you and said 
I'm not capable of this. I can't do it. I'm going to give up, whatever it might be. You're not just going to sit there and say, okay, yeah, I believe like you're right. You are rubbish. You wouldn't, you'd hype them up. You'd make them feel good. You'd give them the piece of advice or you'd give them that little boost that they needed. And that's what you can do for yourself. So if you are self-doubting, self-doubting, gosh, that was hard to say. (laughs) If you are self-doubting, write that statement down and then write the complete opposite. But just give yourself space and know that over time, the more that you correct it, the easier it will become. Because like you said, you might have had a whole life of going through school, going through education, through the first parts of your work, putting yourself down. So it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a quick fix. It's going to be you every day waking up and choosing to believe in yourself, choosing to be that confident version of yourself that says, we've got this. It's okay. I have the knowledge. I have the education. I believe in myself. We can do this, which is a completely different voice to the one that's normally there. Yeah, absolutely. And starting small like you said and and building on it and just keep practicing I know for me like even the the smallest things that I started working on with because I I grew up um well I still have red hair but it was obviously in the schools with everybody who had like mostly blonde or black hair it was different so it was a very easy thing for people to point out as a difference amongst people and so I hated that I was so different I hated that it was like an easy target for a lot of people so if older people would give me a compliment about my hair I'd be like no I hate it like I don't like it like and I'd put myself down in that sense so for me when I started to have to practice reframing everything it was with the tiniest thing of if somebody ever compliments my hair I had to accept the compliment and be like yeah yeah like thank you so much I really do like it as well or something like that which felt and and I know it sounds bizarre because it's just hair but so uncomfortable to accept it but as I started to accept something like that it then led to something else and then something else and then that just kept building the self-confidence and the self-trust and then the language in my mind started to change because it then wasn't constantly putting myself down. It was about, oh, like accepting things that other people were saying, talking to myself in a different light as well. And you're right, like it's not an overnight change. It's like constantly showing up and constantly challenging yourself and always, like it does, it feels so uncomfortable to try and like reword the voice in your head or like rewrite the sentences, but it's so, so freaking worth it. Yeah. And the honestly, like I would recommend you to go and read the Chimp Paradox. Yeah. I would recommend every, I tell all of my clients to buy it um, because it is just so good. Yeah, but yeah, on yeah. those days that it feels really difficult, that it feels like that voice in your head is like really doubting you, is really feeling rubbish. We can almost just put that little chimp back in its box. We can say like, calm down, everything's fine. And then it detaches you from that feeling. It's not necessarily yeah. you. Because that, where you got to that point where you said, right, well, I don't like my red hair anymore. That wasn't your choice. That was everybody else in the playground. That was everybody else at school that gave you that evidence that said, I don't like red hair. If you had gone to school with everybody having red hair, that evidence would never have been there for you. So it was never yours in the first place. So we can learn to detach from it in a way that kind of creates this little character. And we say, right, get back in your box we don't need to believe this. Thank you very much. It gives you that moment to disconnect from it. But yeah, it does take time to have that. Like, especially accepting a compliment is something that so many women and men probably um, struggle with just to say, oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Literally. Like everybody listening. I know they're probably thinking like, yeah, right. When somebody compliments me something, you you say, oh, no, I don't like it or, oh, thanks, yep. but not like, you know, you just, you literally like deflect it away from you. Yeah, you do. And it's just such second nature. And I don't know where that's come from in society. I really don't understand why we've got mm. to that space, but it is now about kind of saying the, uh, okay, thank you. You don't have to then follow that up with, oh, I love my hair or I love my body. You can just say thank you and leave it there. And then pay them a compliment back because that's going to give them good feeling in return. You can say, oh, yeah, thank you. I really love your top or I love your hair. And then we can kind of move on from the conversation. But, yeah, it is that kind of those little changes that feel massive but make a big difference. 
100%. I could not agree more with that. Now, I know shifting gears a little bit, I come from part of Australia, Melbourne, where it's very hustle culture. It's very go, go, go. You know, if you, for me personally, growing up there and living there before I moved to Queensland, it was very much if I wasn't busy all the time, if I wasn't stressed out, if I wasn't, you know, going and always having something on, I wasn't doing enough. And yeah. it's almost like that when you are hustling and you were going so hard, you're doing amazing, like gold star, gold medal for you. However, I feel like it leads to so much burnout for so many people. Yeah. And I definitely got to a point where I was burning out. And I would love for us to like chat a little bit about this because I think that there definitely needs to be light, Shauna Pinot, that burnout is not glamorous. It's not sexy. It's not something that we should all be doing. But what would you say to start? Like, what is burnout? What are some common signs that somebody might even be experiencing burnout? Burnout is the point that you get to where your mind and your body just says, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. That's not a rational thought. Like your body hasn't just gone one day, like if it hit the stop button and said, right, no, this is enough. We pushed through that actually for probably a really long time. Um, And then you really hit the wall. Like that's it. You can't get up one day. So some of the signs of it to look out for early on, it can be things like, you're feeling a little bit tired or you're feeling like you're getting a little bit foggy. You can't necessarily make some decisions. Um, The things that used to fulfill you aren't fulfilling you anymore. You're letting everything else go. So it's just about that hustle. So it could be just all about the work, like you're fully in it and we're not eating as well. We're not looking after ourselves as well. We're not working out necessarily um we're not seeing our friends as much it could be things like that um it could be the opposite way so actually we're not prioritizing work and we're really in that partying all the time overworking out wherever you're directing all of your time and you're not kind of saying right I need some downtime I need time to sleep I need time to eat I need time to just sit and chill and do nothing with my time. Those sort of, when your brain is screaming at you, no, we can't have downtime. We shouldn't be going to bed. Let's get up early. Like they're little alarm bells to kind of say, well, why? Why can't we sit down for half an hour and do nothing? Watch Netflix, read a book. Not even that, just sit and look out the window. Like, but you're right. Culture does very much dictate that if we want to be, um, what's the word, if we want to be successful, we have to be busy 100% of the time. For me, that's not the case. And I have had to do work on that. I have had to kind of reframe what I want my level of success to be. And that is definitely, I want days off. I want days where I can, or afternoons where I can go and have lunch with my friends or go to the park and sit and read. And that to me is my idea of success. If I can have work days that feel great and then I get to have these moments of just, I've earned this, I've earned this sort of moment to relax and have time off. But yeah, look for the signs of being like lots of fatigue, that real fogginess in your brain. So even small decisions like what am I going to eat for lunch or what am I going to wear today? They can be the hardest ones to make. Like you can just feel like you're frozen. You've got no no clarity on anything, Um, not being able to sleep properly or sleeping too much, feeling like you're not hungry, things like that. Um, But they are really like burnout, serious, serious burnout can be horrible and it can last a really long time. The symptoms of it are nasty. So we don't want to get to that place. If you start noticing the symptoms, that's the point to say, right, we need to make some changes. Yeah, yeah. And I have no idea why rest has become this thing of it's seen as like weakness. We were not doing enough. Yeah. We are not enough. You're not working hard enough. And for me, like I used to struggle so hard to to just have fun. I was like, I because yeah. every time I would take a moment away from my business or from work, I felt overwhelming sensations of like guilt because I was like, well, I yeah. need to be doing something productive. And yeah. Like those feelings of guilt were so overwhelming that it just forces you to go back into work and it's like, okay, well, let's, you know, keep things ticking. 
And I guess like, so let's say somebody is working to not get that out. They're trying to incorporate more rest, but they do feel so guilty for it. What are like your tips for pushing past that, those feelings? My number one saying, it's okay. It's okay. So to start off with, we are trying to unpick something again, like we were talking before about that kind of self-belief, that self-doubt. We're trying to unpick something that we may have had unconsciously since we were little. So if you've watched your parents grow up in this hustle culture, so they were super busy all the time. They then came home and did all the housework and then they did these other things. And like, that's very normal. Like, so to have grown up with that. So to then think that that is normal, we have to start unpicking that and to say, actually, I get to write my version of what this is. And it's okay for me to have an hour off, an extra long lunch break. It's okay for me to do this because we also then need to see what our priorities are. So start with that kind of non-judgmental. We're going to go into this. We're going to see how it feels. But also we want to understand and rewrite what our our idea is of what we want our life to be. Because if hustle and work is the only aim that is going to lead us to burnout. So what else do we want in our life? Do we want that downtime? Do we want that time to go and spend with our partner or walk our dog or like what's going to be our new priority that then we can start bringing in because we need that other focus. We need to understand why we're doing it. That Our brain is always looking for the answer in everything. It's looking for that evidence. Okay, so why do we want this? Mm. Why do we need to make the change? It might be for our mental health. It might be for our physical health. We have to figure that out. And so would you say that that kind of aligns with your values, like working out what do you value in life? How do you want your life to align to those values? Like where is it currently sitting in alignment with that? Yeah, definitely. So looking at your values, looking at your goals, being really clear on them every single day. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is my goal. Have a little post it up somewhere. Um, So it reminds you. And tell everybody else in your life also, this is what's happening for me now. Get everybody else on the same train as you because there will be people in your life that are questioning that. Okay, so you were this person that did X, Y, Z every day. You went to work eight till seven and then you went to the gym and then you did this and and now you're living this slower pace of life. There will be people that question it. Like it could be your friends, it could be your partner, it could be your family, Make everybody else aware. This is the new version of me. This is what I'm working on. This is what I'm trying. So that everyone else can also back you up and understand. But yeah, values is a big thing that a lot of people have never done before. They just live their lives. And that's normal until you probably get into the coaching world. You get into this little bubble. And then people are talking about values and core identities and things like that. And they go, oh, my God. I don't know what this is. I don't know what my values are. So value work is one of my favorite things to do with the client because if we can nail their values, they're like, oh my God, everything makes sense now. I know how to plan my life. I know how to plan my goals so that I'm fulfilled. I think that's also a big thing is part of this hustle culture is culture is making our life look Instagrammable or TikTokable. It's having that perfect morning routine or doing the hustle always looking busy and interesting life doesn't have to always be interesting mm-hmm. I say that a lot to clients we get to have really boring days and that'd be okay and yeah. boring days can sometimes be really what we need days where we just sit in the garden or we sit on the sofa and it doesn't look instagrammable but you filled yourself back up because you've read your favorite book you've watched your favorite tv program you've just sat and laughed with friends but we get to have boring days as well. So yeah, there's a lot to it, but values is is amazing. Yeah, I love values as well. And I completely agree with sometimes we get so caught up in wanting our lives to look perfect online. And I think for a lot of us, we need, we get into stuck into this rhythm of always seeking for external validation. And I think social media has a, yeah, a big 
part in that it's like if i post this how many people have liked it how many people have commented have people shared it you know what are people going to think about this maybe i should do this instead so i look more interesting like it's just it's all about other people's opinions and that external validation which i think then also really impacts our self-belief and actually being able to back ourselves 110 percent yeah yeah and if you're always living your life based off other people their opinions their validation like you're going to end up living a life that maybe isn't necessarily aligned with your individual values. Yeah. And so where would you say if somebody does want to actually learn how to have more self-belief, how to back themselves and not always be needing that validation from other people? Like what are your tips for that? Where do they start? So I would say the first part of that is understanding that there's some sort of disconnect there. So you're not feeling 100% connected with your life or your goals or what you do for work. So like we said before, people stay in jobs for their whole lives and then they're like, I don't really enjoy it. I don't want to go to work. It doesn't fulfill me. And also knowing that that, so like I had a very long career, very good career, successful career in makeup, but I knew that wasn't going to be my forever. The lifestyle was just not what I wanted forever. So I got to move into this other realm and other people get to do that as well but I would say get to know yourself on a really deep level probably a level that you never will have done before start asking yourself some really hard questions that's probably where a coach will come in if you've never done this type of work I can do it now quite comfortably just with a pen and paper if I'm like okay let's just have a little reline let's have a little reevaluation of how things are going but at the beginning you probably will need some kind of and if you just follow some journal prompt or you listen to a podcast that helps you figure it out but really get to know yourself because I think otherwise how can you be how can you have that full self-belief if you don't know what you're believing in um the next one would be to try some new things so get outside of your comfort zone is a big one to build confidence self-belief those kinds of things because Mm -hmm. If we're just sat in our comfort zone, we don't know what we're capable of. So join a new group, try a new craft, try a new hobby to see that you are so much more capable than you think you are. And like you have more skills than you think that you have. So being able to go and talk to new people or um, just having that confidence. Okay, I've never done this before, but let's, let's try it. Because as kids, that's all we have. We have this unshakable belief that we can do whatever we're thrown into. We can go and speak to a person in the playground that we've never met before. Sometimes they don't even speak our language, but we'll play for hours. We have that belief that we're just cool. Like, And then as adults, we pick up all these little limiting beliefs that disconnect us from that. So go into play, go into these new things and just have that kind of child. We're like, it'll be okay. Let's just have fun with it um and allow your self-belief to just kind of you'll see it changing almost instantly if you try something new like oh okay I can do these things um and again like we were talking earlier really work to unpick that voice in your mind Mm. that says you can't do it or you're not good enough or we really want to do some work on that but yeah there's there's loads of things that you can do so First one I would say is probably start to get to know yourself. This new version of you, it might be a version of you you've never had before. Yeah, and I guess as humans, we're creatures of habits, right? Like we we love, we love to be in our comfort zone. Like it's it's easy and like not going to try and sugarcoat it. This type of work, it is uncomfortable. And there's like through self-development and self-discovery, there's moments where you're just like, well, this is a roller coaster, like there's high highs yeah. and there's low lows and you work things out about yourself that you didn't even know were there subconsciously. You work out life experiences that once happened that have now shaped these core beliefs that you now have and you're like, well, how, like that experience, how did that even yeah. create this? But if you can push through all of that and you can actually show up for yourself, challenge yourself, push yourself outside that comfort zone, the version of you that you can get to is insane like you'll probably shock yourself and you one day will look back and be like wow 
like thank god i went on this journey because my life is so much better the version of me is so much better the people that i've attracted into my life are amazing like it just it has such a strong ripple effect into your relationships your friendships your careers your family and i find as well like you start to influence people around you as well which is always such a cool thing to be able to do yeah oh 100 me and one of my really close friends were actually having a conversation the other day um we'd been out for dinner with my like group of girls and I drove her home after and we sat in the car for I'm not even joking it was like hours and we just got into these really deep conversations she was like I've seen the changes in you over the last like however many years and she was like you're so inspiring and like it's, this came from nowhere like we just had a really lovely time and like girls night and she had just kind of said like you inspire me every day like you've been through all of it you've been really open about it and and for me I'm like I was just living that experience I wasn't trying to be inspiring really like I was just trying to live my life and get through those roller coasters and learn about myself and within that like yeah I have somehow inspired one of my best friends which is so lovely um but she just giving me that compliment where I had to be like, yeah, thank you. Okay. I didn't realize that. Um, but it is just kind of, it does. You don't even realize how many other people you are kind of bringing into this space of that really good energy and that self-discovery. Cause if you're asking those questions about yourself and then you're kind of saying, Oh, I learned this thing the other day or with my coach who spoke about this or this book I'm reading, it just then brings everybody else's sort of, it starts them to ask questions as well. They're like, oh, maybe I'll read that book or oh, maybe I'll think about that thing that you were talking to your coach about. And it is, yeah, it's very expansive. It kind of just sucks everybody in to go, okay, yeah, let's think about this as well. Um, but like you say, I, I go into my coaching with my clients to be very open and say, sometimes these calls aren't going to be the most comfortable. I'm like, yeah. I am here to help you. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to be your hype girl, but also... I will be the one that calls you out on the self-belief, the self-doubt, those negative beliefs, because we don't want them anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it will feel difficult, but it will be so worth it, like more worth it than you can even imagine. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be laughter, sometimes there'll be tears, but yeah. like the point that you get to is worth every single part of it. And I yeah. think you need that. Like it is so easy in our own heads to like convince ourselves, create narratives, talk ourselves out of things, make up stories, make excuses for why you can't do something. You need somebody external to be there to literally give you that tough love, call you out on your bullshit and be like, no, like let's actually challenge these thoughts that you're having. Let's reframe them. Let's work through it. And yeah, even just having that, that sounding board there as well to almost like brain dump, get everything out yeah. of your perspective to hold you in a really safe space because for a lot of people, yeah. they may never have had that space before to be so open, to be vulnerable. So even yeah. having that to be able to work through is so powerful. Oh, hugely. Yeah, 100%. Because like you say, if we're trying to have these really deep, meaningful sometimes very questioning of ourselves, of our pasts, of other people in our lives. Mm -hmm. We can't necessarily do that with the people that we love the most because it's so delicate and very, very vulnerable. And if they say the wrong thing, just trying to help or like they don't understand or it might make them feel uncomfortable, so they shut it down. All of these things contribute. So having a coach that has that safe space that then asks you the right question can see what's happening can put like pull certain little things out it just guides you in the right direction so it is sometimes it is really if you're trying to do this work very early on it can be I don't want to say a fast track but it can be sort of a jump start getting a coach because they can help you process so much in a way that is safer I would say probably and easier even though we've just said it's not easy the process is not easy but they're asking you the right questions they're pointing you in the right directions where if you try and do it on your own you're probably going to go no way this is way too vulnerable I'm going to stop or 
am I going the right way? Like lots mm-hmm. of people come to me and they're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm doing like life right or journaling right or meditation right. I'm like, okay, there is no right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no manual to any of this. So let's figure out what that means for you. And that's a big thing as well. Yeah. And sometimes your mind is so stuck in a constant cycle of what it wants to believe that I also think having a coach, it'll, they come in from a different perspective and they can point out things that you never realized were actually there or playing out a certain way, which, you know, if you're trying to do it by yourself, you're like, oh, this isn't working. Like I'm going around in, in circles. It means that maybe you're missing something that somebody else can actually help you to discover. Now, I know that obviously mindset work is huge I feel like there's like a very big movement at the moment with people wanting to actually enter it which is incredible but I would love to know what are some of those common myths that you actually hear about mindset work so probably the biggest myth I was trying to think about this I was like there's probably Mm -hmm. so many I could talk about (laughs) the biggest one is that people either expect a coach to fix them yeah or that coaching will fix them that there's no we're not trying to fix anything we're just trying to learn we're trying to adapt we're trying to grow and within that yes certain things might feel better and they might feel easier or we can let go of some things but I think that mindset work is something that once you start doing it you will be doing it for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. it is we're never going to be the same version of ourselves so you're not going to a coach to become this perfect version this fixed person and then that's it forever like no you're going to go through so much in your life you're going to be a hundred versions of yourself like I love the version of myself right now but I also know that when I become a mum I'm going to be a completely different version and when I become like older again I'm going to be a very different version but it's knowing that coaching gives you the tools to be able to navigate all of that so that's a big one so coaching is never gonna sort of it's not a fix and coaches aren't there to fix you they're helped to they're there to help you and guide you um the second one would probably be that it's going to give you this perfect life so getting a coach or having coaching is then going to make every single day Instagrammable is going to make it perfect and you're then never going to have a bad day ever again you're never going to cry again you're never going to get frustrated or question yourself no you will because those things are normal and we need those things and in fact me as a coach I encourage people to cry I love crying this was a big discovery of mine I didn't like crying sort of probably well five or six years ago I really had a difficult time crying mm-hmm. didn't see the point of it thought it was very frustrating now crying is like the biggest release the biggest clarity it like just moves that cloud I love crying so that's one thing I tell my clients to do all the time I'm like if you want to cry cry yeah, I want I you to cry it. it feels really good so knowing that you will have bad days think bad mm-hmm. things will happen but coaching, again, it gives you the tools to make it that bit easier. It can get you through those days much quicker. And it gives you that confidence to say, whatever happens, I'm 100% going to come out the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you mentioned that it's not a destination. It's a constant journey no. because you're, yeah. always, you're always learning, you're always evolving, you're always growing. And I just think that it's... It's an amazing journey to actually go on though, because it means that yeah. this one shot at life that you have, you get to live it yeah. how you want to. Like you get to yeah. reach your full potential. And I think another thing when it comes to coaching as well is like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Like just because oh. you have started coaching doesn't mean that the results are going to magically happen. Like you still actually have to put in the work behind the scenes. Yeah. You still have to sit through those uncomfortable periods. You have yeah. to answer like the deep questions, even times that you don't want to. But if you actually show up and you put the work in, the results that you're going to get are, are amazing. But just because you've signed up for coaching doesn't mean that the results are now just going to like magically happen. Yeah. And I do think that is something else that people think as well. Like, okay, if I show up for my session, that's it. That's going to be enough to change my life. And I will say to people, like, 
the one or two hours or three hours that I see you a month, actually, it's the rest of your life in between times. It's all those little minutes that you have to make the decision to believe in yourself or to believe in the um, the limiting belief. It's those moments that are going to test you. And I'm not going to be there for those. Like I offer all of my clients uh, WhatsApp support. So technically I am there because they can WhatsApp me, they can voice note me and say, I'm struggling with this today or this feels really hard and we can work through it. But it's those moments that they start to question things and they start to say, no, I'm going to choose something different. So like you say, I'm not going to live that cycle one more day. I'm going to break it. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to live that new perspective. But just having a coaching call, that's not enough. You have to do the work mm-hmm. every single day yeah. to make the change. Yeah. Could not agree more. Now I do have some quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? Yes, go for it. Cool. First one is what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Uh, for me, I really thought about this and I was like, this is so easy. I've done this so, so long. Is asking myself two really simple questions. Well, actually, that's a lie. They're not simple at the very beginning. They're very difficult. They can feel very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but how am I? How do I feel yeah. today? And then what do I need from my day? These are my two must-haves in a day. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Okay, today I feel great. I've got loads of energy. Or feeling really tired. Okay, what do yeah. I need today? I need to move my body. I need to do a workout. I need to go for a walk. I need to get outside. I need to see my best friend. I really yeah. need to see my best friend and just have a laugh. But I think it's it sets you up into that mode of, I get to deliver for myself. I get to understand myself. And when we were talking about burnout earlier, I think these kind of questions can be so vital because you're really checking in with yourself before you get into your emails, before you get into social media, before your day just gets hectic. Asking yourself how you are can be the catalyst for change. Because if you're going, right, for 10 days in a row, I felt awful when I wake up. Maybe I need to make some changes. Let's see what they are. But yeah, that's my must have every morning. I love those. I think they're so powerful. What is one thing everyone can do every day to improve their life? Um, I mean, that. <laughs> Check in with yourself. Yeah. Check in. Get to start asking those hard questions. Yeah. Um, but one thing that they can do to start changing their lives yeah, I would say check in, journal, yeah. Um, yeah, listen to that voice, get really comfortable with being on your own and listening to yourself without the distractions of everything else because that's where the changes come. Yes, absolutely. What is your favourite quote and why? Um, my favourite quote, I actually have it in my office, empowerment comes via responsibility and it was one quote that really hit me very very hard at the beginning of my coaching career when I was doing my qualifications that was what one of my teachers said he said empowerment comes through the um, responsibility and I was like wow that's just like there are so many parts in my life where I'm not taking full responsibility and I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling like I'm not in control. Yeah. And if I can take full responsibility of my emotions and how I'm reacting to stuff and the decisions that I'm making every single day, whether or not that is to spend hours scrolling on social media and I know that that like messes me up, but that's my responsibility. So I get to change that. And if I change that, I feel empowered from it because I'm the one doing the work. So yeah, to me, that is like, right. If I ever get stuck in a rut or if I'm ever like questioning something, I'm like, right. What responsibility can I take here? What can I do to action this? And ultimately it would always make you feel more empowered because you're moving forward. You're, you're making a change. That's incredible. Yes. Love it. One question that I love to ask all my podcast guests is in the distant future, 
when you're looking back at your life, what do you actually think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you'll be most proud of? And now this could actually be something that you've already done, or it could also be something that you're hoping to do in the future. Um, oh, so one thing for me, I would say my gut reaction is it's not anything to do with work. Yeah. I don't think that is going to be something I look back on when I'm 80 or 90 and mm. hopefully I'm 90. Um, <laughs> but if I kind of look back on my life, it's not, it's, I don't think it will be those things. It will be the fact that I've really lived, the yeah. fact that I've yeah. really been in my life and I've been present and I've made those choices and I think it will be that I've traveled to the places that I want to travel. One of my, um, when we were talking kind of earlier about your core identity or your values, travel freedom is one of my biggest things. So it will, that would be, that's probably actually my top value is kind of travel and exploration and those kinds of things. So it would be that, that I've traveled and that I've loved my life and I've seen the world and things like that. That's incredible. I could not agree more with that. Like at the end of the day, this is it, right? Like this is your one shot at yeah. life. So do the things that you want to do and live it how you want to live it. Achieve the things that yeah. you want to achieve as well. Did you want to tell the audience what you have coming up in your life, if anything exciting for them and where the listeners can actually go to find you? Um, yeah. So come find me on social media. I'm Mindset Coach Lucy. My website's the same. So Mindset Lucy, Um at the moment, I'm really like, I don't have any big plans or anything like that. Literally this year for me is travel. That's what we've prioritized in my life at the moment is travel. So um, seeing my clients, li- living my business, we were talking mm-hmm. about this off air as well. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just being able to take our business wherever we want to go. And yeah, for me, it's going to be visiting new places and eating great food and mm. being with my clients yeah. and my partner and just enjoying life. But yeah, if you want to find out more, come see me on social media. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'll put all the links to all of your social media platforms and everything in the show notes anyway for easy access for everybody. But thank you, Lucy, so much for coming on the Naked Bonus podcast today and sharing everything that you have. It's been incredible. And I know that there's going to be so many women or men that walk away just having so many aha moments or feeling inspired to really start their own self-development journey and reach their full potential and achieve their goals that they want to achieve in life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's all just good. It's good that we're having these conversations so that they can get involved. A super inspiring episode. I would love to hear what's one step that you are taking after listening to this episode to really start to achieve your goals and reach your own full potential, just head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness with three S's and send me a DM letting me know. I would love just to hear it, to keep you accountable, to connect with you all as always. But I hope that you enjoy the rest of the day or the night whenever you are listening to this episode. And I will be chatting with you in the next one very soon. Until then, you take care. Bye.